Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show. This podcast is the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us today, and I'm hoping you are all doing fantabulous. On each podcast, I will first be introducing our guest, sharing a short bio of their lives and careers, and ending with their personal opinions of the current events that influence all of our daily lives as Minnesotans and as Americans. And my special guest today is author Lisa Metwally, who has written an awesome children's book entitled Kindness Travels Presents Penny Power. And she also was the co-owner of Q Kindness Cafe, a restaurant she co-owned with her husband in St. Paul. Lisa has been featured on many local news stations, Women's World, Red Book, National Blogs, and Delta Sky Magazine. She is one of 50 worldwide to be featured in Marianne Halpin's number one selling book on Amazon Fearless Women Visions of a New World. Lisa has also founded Kindness Week with the St. Paul Saints, and her resume just goes on and on and on and on and on. Now let's talk about the book really briefly, and then we can start talking to Miss Lisa. This book is an interactive and fun tool to teach kindness. Parents, teachers, grandparents, brothers, sisters, ministers, neighbors, and anyone else who knows of children that like to read will benefit from this book. I love this line, children long to belong. This book encourages children to belong to a bigger cause, a kindness initiative that will help change the world for the better with kindness. One kind act from a stranger inspires Penny to befriend another, and they go on to start a larger kindness campaign. Instructions, activities, and other ideas are included in the book and at the website www.kindnesstravels.com. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, and thank you for chatting with us today. How are you? It's such a pleasure to be here with you. I oh just my... love being in your presence. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. I, uh, you know, Full disclosure, I know Lisa, so uh, we've met a few times in the past, and we work together, and uh, so, uh, and I know she wrote this book, and I was... You know, I was clawing and begging to get her to come on the show. <laughs> so we're going to start. Um, so what, what actually what inspired you? Let's start with that first um, to write such a wonderful book like um, hmm. like this. Well, we had the restaurant, the Kindness Cafe for 18 years. Well, actually, it was always called the Q downtown St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And in 2006, I joined my husband and he let me do whatever I wanted. And I decided to do a kindness campaign where people would do random acts of kindness and encourage other people to do the same, like in a pay-it-forward motion. And there were so many cool things that happened at the restaurant that, I, that when we closed in 2012, I just couldn't let it go. I, I, I knew that I was supposed to write a book. And I always thought it was supposed to be an adult help book or stories that happen at the restaurant. Like I said, there were so many awesome people that showed up at that restaurant. Because when you call something the Kindness Cafe, people that are into kindness become attracted to it and share their stories, share their ideas. So I always say when you see a turtle on a fence, you know that it didn't get there by itself. That's (laughs) kind of how I feel with the book. (laughs) So I knew I was supposed to write a book, and I thought it was an adult book. And then one night I had a dream that it was a children's book. And I just threw all my notes. Well, I just tossed them aside. I didn't throw them away. I tossed them aside, and I just went full force into this idea of a children's book. And then, of course, so many people appeared to make it a reality. I worked. I did write for um, my employer at one time, and, and I didn't think I was ever a, a good writer. I don't even feel like I speak English well. But oh, I had an editor say that the only thing they can't fix is a blank page. And it gave me confidence, like, you know what, ideate. If you feel like, if you have a, if you have a passion for something, just do it. Yeah. So it kind of came out from the restaurant and just knowing that it was supposed to, it was supposed to happen. I think I've been called to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that you switched from originally wanting to write for adults to children, what precipitated mm-hmm. that? Was it because you thought... 
you know, sometimes you learn from your your children because they're innocent and they can pass it along better. Is that what you think? Or Huge, huge. You know, I think as adults we get kind of wrapped up in life. You know, we got grilling opportunities, golf, gardening, fishing, cleaning the house, cleaning the boat, doing the garage, doing the yard or whatever. Just keeping up, yeah. keeping up. I.e. stressors, yeah, right? Yeah, stressors. There's a lot of stressors in, in uh, adult life, yes. Yeah, there can be a lot of fun and games and work and whatever is going on in life. But, yeah, stressors. And kids just latch on to having a purpose. Like, like I said, you know, longing to belong. And when they grasp onto that purpose of, I can make a difference, I can change this world through kindness, then in turn they can teach their parents. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, it's a, um, I'm achieving the goal that I always sought. Because right, I right. see adults that, they, would, they, they long to belong too, we all do. Sure. And if, if they just had the time, but they have time for their kids. And we all have time for kids. We can make time. Time just opens up when, when kids are involved. And parents do everything in their power to please their children and make them happy. I think yeah. that's another thing, right? And sometimes parents never were taught themselves. They don't know how. They don't know right. how to teach their kids kindness, even though you think, well, oh, that's easy. It's just it's this the way it is. Well, you know, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Compassion. We've talked about empathy. You know, there's, there's a lot of tools. And the best tools are really harvested by the children well i have i have to tell you this i was i did want to tell you before the interview because it would have taken the shock value away but when i read your book um full disclosure i did uh watch you read it to me on youtube (laughs) because i knew that you would have you would put more of you into it if you read it does that make sense what i'm saying because you're you and uh, (laughs) People that know you know how you are and your expressions, and, and you did an amazing job. But anyway, um, I had a, we both fly for a living, and I had a new hire on one of my flights. Um, and uh, we went out, you know, uh, to a, a restaurant on the layover, and when she was down there, she met us and she said, well, you know what? Um, I don't think I can come with you because I'm kind of, you know, I don't make that much, you know, because when you start, you know, you really don't make the same money we do. And um, I just wanted to, I, I was too embarrassed to tell you I'm going to go up to the room, but you guys have a great time. And I thought of Penny. What did Penny do in the book? She uh, took the dollar she got now, I had received money on the airplane by a passenger who thanked me for being so kind to them. Mm-hmm. They gave me a, a $20 bill. And with that $20 bill, you know what I did? I took her out with me. So Penny taught me a lesson. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted you to know that. Oh, that's so sweet. And doesn't it feel good? And not only, yeah. see, now, not only does the person giving, but the person receiving, and everyone that hears that story yep. also gets a boost of, well, technically it's, it's a serotonin boost. So actually even helping people that are depressed, mm-hmm. it actually, kindness actually gives that a boost too. And, um... This person who I was kind to is going to definitely spread that kindness yeah. down the road. I can't imagine she wouldn't. Um, she was almost in tears. She was so happy. Yeah. So uh, I really think this book is going to, a lot of people are going to enjoy this. And adults as well will enjoy it and, and enjoy reading it to their children. And like I said before, there, there were instructions on uh, different activities you can do as well. Can you yeah. give us a little synopsis about like one activity that they could do? With, um... Well, what I like to do is tell about the instructions because the instructions are super, super easy. Right. And you they don't are. need yeah. me to implement this kindness campaign idea. You, the right. book, you can get the PDF, everything is online. But you can read about kindness. It doesn't have to be this book. It can be any book. And you, have, you talk about it, how it makes you feel. And then you implement a kind act in 24 hours. And then you come back and write about it. And then now you teach 
a couple other people, ideally 10. Now imagine this. If one one child teaches 10 other kids, those 10 teach 10, that's 100. Now those teach those teach 10, that's 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. You got millions of people spreading kindness just because one kind act. So one of the best kind acts you can do is to do a kind of, kind of act in sharing. Share something. And it could be something else that has meaning to you or... Um, my one of my other personal favorite kind acts. That's well, that was obviously the instructions are. That's my big kindness. If you can just share that, and you don't need me to implement it. If you want me to come talk at the school, I can. But you don't need me. You do not need me. But one of my favorite kind acts is doing it at a, a grocery store or somewhere where I feel like either they've really assisted me. A lot of times those automatic checkouts where you're just on your own, <laughs> and maybe somebody comes to help. Or maybe they're having a bad day. Sometimes the people that are having a bad day need kindness the most. But I'll ask them, what kind of candy bar do you like? I want to buy a candy bar for a friend, and I don't really know what kind is good. And they'll tell me what their favorite candy bar is. <laughs> and then I'll buy it and give it to them. Oh my <laughs> I'll goodness. say, this is just a random kind act. I just want you to just pay it forward someday. Oh, that is so sweet, Lisa. <laughs> but then you just walk away. You know, the whole point is that you don't really want the tension of it it's like you know what just plant the seed yeah my kind acts that i uh, I'm, I'm very famous for when i see uh an elderly person in the supermarket struggling with their bag that's my big one um even though i have a bad back and i have a lot of issues with my knees and all that i just can't imagine uh being mm-hmm. that age and being so powerless to just do a, nat- a natural thing that you and I would do, never think about carrying a bag to the car or carrying a bag anywhere. Um, and um, I, I, I say, hi, how are you? Uh, fine. Can, would, it, would it be okay if I help you uh, carry? And, you know, and, and obviously in, in this society, we, we, the first thing that people would think is, oh, he's trying to rob me or something. You know? And unfortunately, that's where we've become as a society. But she, I make it my business to show that I'm not, you know, I'm very kind and I'm just trying to help. So things like that, to spread the kindness, yeah. uh, will help. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so the word kindness, um, it, it has a lot of meanings. It's very, very generic, very, you know, like we would talk about empathy as part of kindness, um, you know, uh, random acts of of helping people, things like that. So what does kindness, if you had to define it, mean mean to you, the word itself? Mm, That's a really good question. Oh, I do believe that it it has, it carries a lot of different depths. Absolutely. Because most people, when they hear it, it's like, "Eh, it's fluff. Oh, kindness. Yeah, you just open a door for somebody. It's like, oh, you'd be nice. Well... It's kind of like taking ownership of it, saying, you know, I'm going to go out of my way to make the world a little bit better. I'm going to have more compassion. I'm going to have more unconditional love, not only to myself, because that really kindness needs to start at home, right. but to my neighbor, uh-huh. you know, to love, love your neighbor no matter what, um, to have maybe seek out that common conversation. It's like, well, no, I don't, I don't love them. I don't love what they're saying. Well, maybe we need to seek to understand before being understood. So many people shut their, shut themselves off saying, you know what? They don't think the way I think. So I don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, how can we get to the point of kindness or compassion or any kind of movement forward when we've put up a blockade? Mm-hmm. So, it's a work in progress. You know, I don't think that it, it, anybody can say, you know, I own kindness and I, I get it all the time because, you know, kind of like a tree. If you stop growing, then you die. You, you just, you'd have to continually grow. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and, and kindness, I think we were talking about this before um, we started the podcast. Uh, kindness can go from one ex- a very minute trivial thing to something very in-depth. For example, I think I was telling you before, you know how kindness could also be like, hi, how are you? Having a nice day? Just yeah. idle words yeah. like that. Or 
volunteering your time in a food shelf mm-hmm. or uh, being a candy striper in a hospital helping sick people, you know, then then you're taking that big leap, I guess is a good way to put it, mm-hmm. right, Lisa? Yeah. Like your, your words are nice, obviously, but sometimes you got to go a little deeper than that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. so see how kindness can go from just words to actions. Mm-hmm. Well, in a, in, a, in a world where there's over 7 billion people, I don't even know how many people are in the world right now, but there's a lot I of people. And, and, and you know, I think, <laughs> yeah. how many people feel so lonely? Oh, my goodness. So yeah. lonely. I, I actually, I have a big garden, and I love to make bouquets and give them away. <laughs> Usually I just put them at the base of my driveway and say, free, take a bouquet, spread the joy, whatever. And yesterday I was driving by, and I saw this older woman... And she's just the sweetest woman. She just has a beautiful aura and energy about her. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to drive back home, grab a bouquet, and drop it off. And I have no idea how, well, I kind of have a feeling I had, I know what kind of impact I had on her, but I I definitely know what kind of impact she had on me. Right. And even though I think, okay, well, I know kindness is is very self-serving for me, (laughs) And I know it's, it, 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 brings, it brings you so much joy. I, I don't know if people realize how much joy you can get when you're randomly doing things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it probably helped brighten her day. Yeah, And I, I don't think I've ever been toilet papered in my house. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But, but I, um, another story I want to tell you, too. Um, um, I don't know if you know this, but my mom passed away in 99. and. Mm. Um, after my dad died when I was about to turn five, um, my mom was basically my rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, she raised me. She worked, you know, crazy jobs just to get make ends meet to put me through the best schools and all. That. So she was a an amazing mother. But anyway, um, when she passed away at the funeral, I remember there were all these people there that I didn't even know who they were. And they were t- telling me these random things that my mother... Th- this one woman met my mother one time, Lisa. She was a neighborhood mm. el- elderly lady, Italian lady. And she says to me, um, I just want you to know, I met your mother once at the post office. And I said, oh? Um, and, and, and remember, mm. you have to remember, I was a mess that day. So when people came over to me and, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know... Right. You know, I don't, I don't remember what they said, but this one, I don't know, it's stuck in my brain even to this day. And she, she said to me, um, I was trying to send food to my relatives in Italy because they, you know, they were, um, you know, struggling at the time. And your mother, she saw I didn't have enough money to pay for the postage. She got off the line and walked over and says, how much you need, senora, the Italian lady? Somebody, mm. You know, how much money do you need? No, 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 yes. What, what, you, you're trying to send food to your family? Yeah. Well, how much you need? I'm, I'm $3 short or something it was. I don't remember. Some trivial amount of money. And my mother gave her that. And she remembered that. And five or six years later, she came to the funeral to tell me that story. Mm-hmm. So that's an example mm-hmm. of passing kindness down. And we probably all have people in our lives that somebody that, yeah, crossed their path. I know when, when random things happen to me, when people do, you know, buy my coffee ahead of me or, you know, do even to say, say, you know, you look just so joyous or you bring so much joy into my, that can last to me like a good couple of weeks, if not a couple of months, like just one little compliment, yeah. a sincere compliment. And not so much as like cute shirt, but oh, you look joyous. You know, something about that brings out your personality or something that you bring to the to the table or world. Actions. Action. Yeah, well, you know, I um, I'm not going to say his name. Him, if he listens to this, I'll be embarrassed. But there was a flight attendant that you and I both know. It was Christmas time, and I was at the end of the line, the, the Starbucks line, and I was like, I, want, I really want a cup of coffee and this and that and that. And um, so he went to buy his coffee and and he shouts across to me Philip what do you want like what do you want and I said oh just a coffee and he brought me this large coffee and he handed it to me he said Merry Christmas I mean and I remember that 
even yeah. to this day. I mean, yeah. if he hears this podcast, he's going to know who he is. Right. Because he, I got chills. That's cool. Yeah, he did that. And and these little things. It's so yeah. funny how little itsy bitsy things like that can hit you and you won't forget it. Well, I think it makes you feel seen. You know, we talked about being that that alone feeling that you know, makes you feel seen or makes you feel heard or makes you feel special. Yes, absolutely. Well, the next question I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, I know that you're a, f- a flight attendant like me for a major airline. Um, so what uh, hope do you have for kindness to travel there? And what is the vision? Mm. Well, Actually, going back to a previous question about what inspired the book, I think a lot of what inspired the book are my coworkers. Oh, yes. We get it. I I love going to work. I am inspired all the time by my coworkers and the people that fly with us. You know, there's there's so much gratitude. There's so many interesting things that are that are happening that I haven't been harvested. I believe the best ideas are yet to come. My goal is to present to the various bases, to the managers, and ask them. And I actually, I, I did this in I did this in around 2007 as well. But I want to do it again um, to present some of the ideas that are out there that that have been shared with me, and give them hands down. Don't expect anything in return. Uh, I don't expect my name to be associated with it. I would just like people to to initiate a kindness campaign and harvest ideas from their teams. I think most managers have like 300 people on their team, and we have a a vast amount of people that fly with us that see that kindness in the air. So my vision is that we have a groundswell of kindness, and those those solutions well up uh, and continue to well up and are implemented and are witnessed on the plane and these corporate flyers that fly with us that are decision makers within their their companies can also implement something similar. Again, you don't need me. You just need to to plant the seed. That's why I love, love, love being here with you today. And for anybody that's listening, if they can just take that seed and run with it, take that ball and just... Go for the goal line, you know? It doesn't need to be hard. It can be so easy. Mm-hmm. So really, the vision is is definitely solid. And I know for many artists, so to speak, um, it might be in my, this lifetime. I'm hoping that I can see it. But if not... I'm determined to take this to the grave. I mean, I'll, I'll be talking about this till I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hopefully others, others people will too. Oftentimes people don't know what their purpose is. Well, pff, latch onto this. You know what? Take this and use this as your purpose. Write your own material or take this. Take this and run with it. You don't need to write a book. You, you just take mine. You know, I don't care. Take these ideas. Make a little pamphlet. Spread it out at, at your school, your church, your, your work. Make a board and, and harvest ideas. Yeah, Catch people in the like act. A, a, a gang of us, like with the book, going to yeah. different schools and reading it to yeah. the kids. You well, know, the teachers and, read. Kids read. They yeah, love to yeah. read. They can read. Yeah, yeah. But going back yeah. to the flight attendant thing, um, I don't know about you. Yeah. I'm sure you agree with me. But um, the closest, most wonderful people you've ever encountered in your life, you met at this job. I mean, I think when you were interviewed, or when I was interviewed, they saw something yeah. in, in a light in us that they said, you know, these, these people can affect like a bad day or uh, a delay or um, just being nice in general, um, caring. You know, that, that little goodie bag that I give to passengers that do nice things for other You know, I'll go in the yeah. back and I'll get a little plastic bag and I'll put like, whole bunch of different things yeah. in it. And I go over and say, thank you for moving for the old lady and right. giving her your seat. And I know you really loved having an aisle seat, but you took the middle seat just for her. I mean, yeah. things like that, I mean, that's a unique quality that I think they looked for. Do you agree with me? I were? think so. And I think of us as sky angels. <laughs> we're all sky angels. We are there to care for right, people. Right, right, right. 
It's a beautiful thing. Well, obviously there was some that slipped through the cracks that shouldn't be there, but that's the well, way to go and hopefully, there. well, it's the eighty twenty rule, you know. You got right, and actually, I think more. It's probably more ninety ten. I don't oh, really God. don't see Even it that often. I don't see it that often. I'd say ninety eight percent of the flight attendants are amazing people. Well, one of my, my one of my favorite quotes, I believe it's Marilyn Aird or Marilyn Baird. Uh, if you can't be a good example, then you'll have to be a horrible warning. Yeah. Because sometimes we all serve as a warning, you know. Yes. Um, all right. So the, um, I wanted to read the next question to you here. Um, I, I did some pre- preparation. Um, have you ever gotten to actually read the book to any children in uh, schools? And if you if you did, how, um, what was the response? What, can you share anything about that with us? Yeah, actually, I've been able to read it to a few few schools. Um, one was a preschool, um, a monastery school, and actually, those are probably the easiest to uh, like a private. Any kind of private school is probably the easiest. I've tried to work with the public schools, the the district. It's there's a lot of red tape, right. so teachers just have to run with it and, and make it their own. But uh, recently I did a school that was from kindergarten through eighth grade, a Catholic school. Previous flight attendant actually approached me in the early in the year and she asked me if she would if they could do a kindness campaign, a kindness travels campaign throughout the whole year. They had t-shirts made, kindness travels, and they got to wear them on Friday. Did they put penny on them? No, actually they asked me if they could do their own thing. And I said, absolutely. Oh. The only reason I copyright my stuff is so somebody else can't copyright it and tell me I can't use it. Oh, so take yeah. it whatever take whatever you want I'm giving you permission right, right, right. but um, the end of the year so they all they had this big kindness campaign at the end of the year they asked me if I'd like to come speak and I was, of course I'd love to come speak to, to your, your group so kindergarten through 8th grade the whole auditorium the whole place was filled with children oh my goodness. and it was awesome they were just uh-huh. latched in they got it they get it and um it just, it, it's just so inspiring to see those kids um, right, right. understand that the world can be better with their help, but we need their help. And they're on it. Like those children that on feel it. they don't belong to, you know, like, yeah. um, I can't remember what movie this was. Maybe you can help me along. There was a, the land, remember the land of misfit toys and they were, they were toys that were not was it Toy made, Story? made properly, and they were ostracized from the rest of the toys. It was a kiddie movie. But the point I guess I'm trying to make mm-hmm. is that when kids uh, feel that their, their um, differences are addressed, and it's okay. You know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to not speak English the way everybody else does. It's okay to, you know, not be as macho as a boy as the other boys or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, cause like, like I said to you, I went through that as a kid, you know, I, before we went, we started the podcast this morning. Um, they were merciless with me. I mean, I was not the most masculine kid. I mean, I really wasn't. I was, like I said, I played with Barbie dolls and jump rope with the girls and hopscotch. You know, I related to girls and it wasn't a box that I got to check in the womb. You know, I didn't say, well, you know, I'm going to come out. I want to be gay, you know, or different or whatever the word you want to use. Um, and, um, but when another kid embraces you and says, don't worry about them, Phil, you know, you're, you're you know, you're, 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 you're valued, you're a good person. And, you know, and I like you and, um, and, and embraces you. That, that's so powerful mm-hmm. for a child. Uh, don't you agree? Absolutely. Well, and, and a kindness campaign really latches on to the fact that we belong in a group. I mean, it's like the, a kindness gang. At the restaurant, there was a group of volleyball players, high school kids. Actually, they came back one year. They 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 came to the restaurant, and the previous the next year, they had tournaments again. They came back. They all had their T-shirts on that said "Kindness Gang." They had started a <laughs> kindness gang, and they all got T-shirts that matched. Uh-huh. But you belong to something, especially when a school implements like this. So then everybody belongs. And one of the things, one of the kind acts, too, that we write, there's so many on the website, is, you know, being curious. Being curious about each other. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, what, 
what is it that about you that that maybe I, I need to learn? I love the the questioning of what are your headlines today? You know, when I when I meet people on the plane, it's like, what is it about you that maybe makes you different than everybody else here? What's something that you've done in your past or what you you'd want to do in your future that makes you you? So let's go deep with one another yeah, rather than yeah. oh, how's the weather and how you know how are you doing? Fine. And move it. No. What, what are your headlines? What's going on in your life? You know, that's kind of an adult type question, but I think it's it's worthy to be said uh-huh. that we need to ask sure. a little bit deeper questions and have a little bit more depth in conversation. Yes, yes. That's and, kind and of. Fun. I remember another. T- I, I see. Th- this is why I had to have you come on the show because there's so many things that we. That are relatable with this book yeah. to me and my personal, and this mm-hmm. is just me. Imagine my listeners out there who probably had an issue growing up as well, because you know there's a lot of LGBT kids that had gone through a lot of drama with being picked on and having their books knocked over, like I did, and stuff like that. But um, I remember one kid; his name was Ed. I'm not going to give his last name, but um, he was merciless to me. I mean, he would call me every name in the book. Uh, knock my books over, uh, call me names, uh, push me on the ground. I mean, just, he was just absolutely horrible. And fast forward to my 20s, I'm in this mm-hmm. gay club with my my ex, who I was with 11 years, and um, we were just having a drink, and I was talking to him, and the next thing you know, I see Ed, <laughs> the kid that... Tortured wow. me, so I said, "You know what? Tell my ex I, I need to speak. I have, to, I have to. What's the word? Have a come to Jesus yeah, moment. You know, I, yeah. I want to settle the air here. Yeah. And, you know. And uh, I said, "Hi, Ed. Do you know who this is?" And he looked at me, and he, he looked like he was going to cry. And I and I feel like I want to cry right now. I mean, I'm so sorry, Philip. What I did to you was I, I was just hiding my my own insecurities about myself, mm-hmm. and I was so, and, and I used you as a punching bag, and I'm so and he's just like mm-hmm. pouring his heart out to me, and and I looked at him and I said it's okay, I I, I understand, and I did understand because um, he would have been treated like I was if he had come out. Does that make sense? So. Yeah. Um, the, the kindness that uh, he showed me back, that he, mm-hmm. in, a, in an apology setting. Mm-hmm. See, this is where kindness can also, apologizing for doing something wrong yeah. is also kindness. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you time. ever done anything? That's a good question. I would maybe want to ask. That, that you regretted and you went and apologized and it was made the person feel so much better? Oh, absolutely. The sooner the better. Yes. The sooner the better. Um, there's a story, and I'd, I'd love to share this with you because it, it, it made so much sense about these two monks. They were walking across the street, and the one saw an elderly woman, and he decided, "I'll help you. I'll put get on my back. I'll, I'll help you with crossing the street." Right, right. And they crossed the street, and he he let her let her off his back, and the other monk just was shocked. I was like, "What the heck? I don't think we're supposed to carry people on our back." And he went on about it for a couple weeks, and the other guy finally turned to him and he says, "You know." I carried that woman across the street for maybe a couple minutes. You've been carrying her on your back for the last two weeks. So whenever mm. something is festering within, the sooner we come to apologize. It, I think it's the Dale Carnegie training or you know, tip to apologize quickly as possible. Yeah, you just you have to. The hardest thing I think for a human being to do is to apologize because it's kind of um, you're kind of uh, recognizing that you made a mistake, and people don't want to admit to their own mistakes. So I think that's that shows a lot of character when you can go to somebody and say, "I'm so sorry that I said that the other day. I thought about it, and it's just it's killing me. My con my conscience is just." I can't rest. I think that shows a lot about a person. Right? Yeah. 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 When well, we all have opportunities to grow, I mean, you know, when you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. I think that's the Dale Carnegie saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are all wrong. If we were perfect, well, 
we, we, yeah, nobody's we, perfect. No, 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 nobody's perfect. Not, not even anybody yet. That's no, perfect. no, no. Um, so um, I guess we talked about this about can anybody take this model and copy it? I guess mm-hmm. the answer is yes. And please um, just get the book and and spread it, spread the news and get people to jump on the on the kindness train. Yeah, Woo-hoo. and I don't need another job. It's so funny because I was doing all this marketing and 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 trying to convince my husband I needed to take these courses and he says you know what you're buying don't you you're buying another job uh-huh. and I thought oh no I, don't, I really don't want another job I never wanted money from the book I was you know hoping to just break even because I still spend money on website and all that other book stuff but that's not the point it, it, it really is a labor of love oh, yeah. I, I seek nothing from it at all. Well, I do. I, I, you know what? I, I'm in the same boat as you because I'm doing this podcast as a labor of love. I think, I think being an LGBT person and uh, trying to show America, or especially in this case, Minnesota, um, I am a human breathing person that feels pain like you do, that works like you do. It pays bills and taxes and goes through the motions every day. But all I want is for people to hear me and treat me like they treat anybody else. That's all I ask. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like just, you know, even African-Americans, Latinos, um, trans people, uh, 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 Asian, whatever you are, don't look at that person as, oh, they're different. Look at them as they are human being that has feelings and needs just like you do. And maybe that would trigger something in, in your brain that I need to. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to spread that kindness like this book is trying to, to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And an opportunity to learn something new. Uh-huh. You know, I know I've got, um, my neighbors are doing, do, do a lot of henna. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this Saturday is, is a big uh, Muslim celebration okay. of Eid. And, and it's interesting on how you, we don't know. You know, I've got people that are, are from that are Hindu. I've got people that are from, you know, the East Coast, West Coast, different color, different race, different yeah. you know preferences, it. A, a different identity, and well, that's what makes us so beautiful. It's like a, a beautiful garden of flowers. If you just had one flower stem and that's, that's all same, you had yeah. that's the same everywhere that would be kind of boring yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's what i love about the the one thing that america is, makes america different separate and apart from other countries is we are not a you know uh, one one no charlie here you know we're, we're a bunch yeah. of different people with a bunch of different backgrounds and languages and cultures and it's that, fascinating. We can learn so much from, from each, each other. other. Yeah, they yeah. say the brain has got, we've only used like 5% capacity of our brain. Think uh-huh. of how much we could tap into just by being curious about another person. Yeah. yeah. How much we can grow and learn and, and be enriched yes, just yes. by being curious. And kindness to, to difference mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. important as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you, you would want people to defend you, your, your humanity. You would want to defend theirs as well. It's it's just like I said. It's it's contagious. It it, it makes the country grow. Yeah. And um, and that's what I love about this, the message of this book, Lisa, is that huh. it, it 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 you don't have to be a little kid to, to get the message. You, yeah. It's it's, it's a, a universal message. Yeah. Like the Bible says, "Do unto others as you would want others to do unto you." Period. Right. Full stop. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the last question uh, I, I prepared for you was: How does kindness travel in your in your opinion? How, how does it travel? Oh, and it travels so easily and readily. Like you said, even like when you were bought the cup of coffee, you know, oh, everybody yeah. that witnessed that, and I, I I hear people have that happen to them all the time, where one person buys the person in, in behind him coffee in fact I, I met with I have a doctor friend that came for the weekend and it was cool, so cool because I said yeah some guy just bought my coffee ahead of me I mean I was just I, he can afford it 
But that's the cool thing. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are. He needed to experience that so he could now pay pay it forward. He said, yeah, and I thought, you know, I was at, at lunch the other day and I thought I'd pick up the tab for the person, you know, behind me. And, and so on and so forth. And you'll hear these people go, it could go like 20, 30, 40, 50 people in line. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know where it'll travel, really, but we know it travels. They say energy in motion stays in motion. Well, kindness is energy. It is. So it just keeps going. Yep. And hopefully there'll be a tipping point where you don't see you don't see as much negativity and hate and the challenges that we're experiencing in the world as much in the media. Hopefully there'll be a tipping point where you'll see more of the good people are doing. I know there's, oh, I, I can't think of the name of the person on Sunday morning. He's to, I can see his face. Oh, um, but he does a podcast on Kindness 101. He does it with his kids, and they're constantly doing awesome things and featuring people on kindness, doing good things in the world. So there's inspiration happening all the time. And I know, I don't know if your our employer is actually harvesting <laughs> kindness stories, and they're encouraging people to... Um, write to each other. It's like when I witness somebody on the, on the plane that's doing an awesome job to write them a letter. Yeah. You know, to acknowledge even that alone is huge. Absolutely. And I, you I, never know where it travels. I can uh, give you another example of something that happened to me. Um, I was, this is, do you remember like during COVID, um, there were all these news reports of flight attendants being abused because they wouldn't, you know, the flight attendant would just be doing their job. Oh, of course, yes. And say, please, please put your mask on, please. You know, and, you know, just be kind. It's a kindness thing oh, to put yeah. your mask on if you think about it. Um, and, uh, you know, some passengers were lashing out, screaming, yelling, and in some cases hitting the flight attendant, like breaking their, fa- uh, their teeth, you know, knocking their teeth out and punching them in the face and pushing them on the floor and doing all these things. I'm, I'm sure you, yeah, you yeah. were aware of that yeah. on, on the news. Yeah. Um, well, this one lady, um, passenger, uh, as we were just, uh, they were deplaning, she handed me this bag, and she had a little note in it, a lot of candy, and another little envelope in it. And then I opened up the bag, and I read the note, and she's like, this is just to cheer up your day. Thank you for what you do for all of all the people in the air that fly you guys are amazing, um, and I, I, I just want to thank you because I know you've been going through so much, uh, so many changes that are not good, mm-hmm. and I just want to make your day. And inside Huge. the little envelope was a Starbucks card, and she gave each of us ten dollars with candy. Yep. yep. All, but she, but the, but I think more than the ten dollars, recognizing our pain and what we were going through, just. Empathize. See, talk about empathy comes back again. Understanding somebody else's journey. Right. I see you. Like the Avatar I movie. I see you. I see you. And it just dawned on me, just by you sharing that with me, because that really felt good for, to, for me to oh hear God, it, because I, I can relate to it, because people do that actually on a pretty regular basis at the airline, which is awesome. And well, I shouldn't say regular basis, but sporadically, it happens when yeah, people bring a yeah. gift or treats. And More it's so like, since whoa, COVID. Yeah. it's just so kind. It made me think, why not do that to like a Starbucks you know, group because they're like running their butts off, and most people have the app and they just you know tick off a coffee and you know there they go pick it up, grab and run. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna bring them a bag. I'm gonna bring them a bag of goodies. Yeah, love it, love it. But maybe not with the Starbucks card. Maybe some other card. <laughs> yeah, they already have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I, I, what I used to do during COVID is. Um, you know, you couldn't eat in a restaurant in those days. Remember, like, uh, they closed right. down the restaurants. Yeah, everything was to go. Right. You know, and and there were very few people that were willing to work at that time, too, because they were afraid that they'd bring it home to their parents or blase, yeah. blase. And um, so uh, I remember one time um, I had ordered at uh, a well-known uh, restaurant that was just doing takeout uh, Italian food. And this this girl looked like she was pulling every last hair out of her head. She was 
running around ragged trying to get all these orders out and she was running around all, she seemed like to be working alone I mean it was like crazy all these mm. orders are coming out and she's and I said God bless you I said you, you know I you work so hard I um and when it was time to pay I I, I paid with my card and I had a, a ten dollar bill in cash Mm-hmm. And I said, "This is for you. This is a tip. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for taking, you know, taking good care of your customers and mm-hmm. really caring and getting the getting all those orders out to the people that are waiting." And I, I saw a little. I almost like. I think she almost had a tear in her eye as well. It those things yeah. are amazing, right? It is, and it it, it, it it's the. <laughs> Like I said before, I think it's sometimes it's the cheapest form of entertainment because for me, if I'm having a hard day, I, I realize I think I need to do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. They say you can't help some, you can't go up the ladder if you don't go, if you can't help someone else up a ladder without also going up it yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're helping someone to brighten their day, it brightens your own. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that that had to feel good for you too. Oh my goodness, it felt good just hearing about it. I walked out mm. of there happier that I that I did yeah. do it than if I just acknowledged it and just remember we were talking about the word kindness yeah. and there are different degrees. There's the words and then there's the deeds. Yeah. And I could have just said thank you it's working so hard. Da da da. Have a nice day. But that's easier. That's easier said than done. It's, it's easier to do. Yeah, yeah. It's just depth. And the the actual giving her because she's working her tail off. Yeah. And I thought the least I could do was give her a, a nice tip and, you know, something to, to remember me by and think, well, people do notice that she's working hard. Yep. And, and everybody does what they can. So yeah. when you can, you can. Yep. And oftentimes, I do believe that we're rewarded with more monetary rewards when we're responsible and do things like that. So a lot of times when we live in abundance, we think, oh, my God, of course I have an extra 10 I have an extra. I have extra money to share. Mm-hmm. I have extra time, even though my knees really hurt. I have extra energy to share my um, strength with this elderly woman to help with her groceries. I think we're rewarded by giving, getting more. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's it's an, an, an adrenaline rush for it you is. to help somebody else out. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we've, we've come to a point in the show. Guess what that point is. We've come to the part of the show I'd like to call The Shift. Mm. I think I've talked about The Shift, right? Ooh. Yeah. Are you shifting? I'm shifting. <laughs> Where I shift the questioning away from your book and into a discussion on current events. Are you ready for that? Yeah, ready as ever. So we're going to apply all of this kindness to what's going on in, in the real world mm. today and, and see if we can make a difference, you and I, hopefully. Sounds good. All right. So I, uh, I really love your message that children long to belong. That's my favorite mm-hmm. expression in, 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 in the synopsis of the book. Um, when I was coming of age, I was different. And other kids weren't very kind to me because of that. And how can this book help other children to understand the gay and trans community in the age when certain states are banning even the discussion about their family members or anything about their personal lives? And... By leaving that out that and recognizing their families, doesn't that kind of make them become ostracized or embarrassed? How could, what, what could we do? What, how can kindness uh, work in, in this situation, in your, in your view? Well, I do think it's, it's, like you said, people long to belong. So even having some kind of a kindness campaign where people belong and realize you're a team, mm-hmm. we're bettering the world here we need your help Mm -hmm. you know and your call to action Mm -hmm. and now because you are part of a team you are you're recognizing each other's differences as strengths Mm -hmm. so everybody has something to contribute i love having a a conversation in circle format where every voice is heard and sometimes people use talking sticks where you have something in your hand and, and if you have it in your hand you get you hold the space to answer the question Oh. You know, what, what do you think we need to do for kindness? You know, and then pass it along. And it's okay to pass. If you don't have anything to share at the moment, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you can pass, but at least everybody gets a chance to have the talking stick. Because oftentimes when you do have a group, you know, one person take over and all of a sudden now no one else is heard. So part of the kindness strategies and the kindness resources that are out there are really making sure all the voices are heard. You know, no one is ostracized. I've seen people have buddy benches, you know, where you if you see me. someone... You if explain you explain s- what that is, a buddy bench. Yeah, it's, I, you know, guy, you could, you could Google it. I've seen it. I've seen it on playgrounds where if you see someone that doesn't have a playmate or if they're all alone, you can ask them. Or if they're sitting on... If they can go sit on the buddy bench. If you're sitting on the buddy bench, that means you would like a playmate. So oftentimes people don't know. It's like, well, maybe that person just likes to be alone. You know, when they're feeling sad and down and alone, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we hide our feelings pretty well. Right. But then if you're sitting on the buddy bench, that means I would like a buddy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've seen another, another gal that was ostracized at school. She took a whole different approach and rather than go internal and, and be... Um, challenged. Well, I'm sure she was challenged by it. She decided, I'm going to kill them with kindness. I'm going to put stickers on all their lockers about what I like about each person. So how hard is it to be mean to somebody now that likes you so much? Right. You know? That's sweet. I have a sister-in-law that's that way. Even if you hated her, she would love you. So it's really hard to, to not love her because she's so loving you know if you look for the good in someone you will find it but if you look for the bad you'll find that too and i can guarantee you we all have something that is probably not so good that you know we, we need to work on everybody does yeah well you know the thing with this law in florida um it's called the quote don't say gay bill it has a different name but i don't want to give it the credit that that the yeah, name that yeah, it really right. is, is right. has nothing to do with it. But um, I think when you tell a child or, or not tell a child, for example, you know, I, I'm going to bring my, my parents to school. And then the teacher goes, well, we can't do that because you have two dads or two moms or one mom or one dad. You know, it makes the child feel I, because like I said when I was growing up you know there was no such thing as gay gay you know a, a gay uh, safe space in schools or anything like that for kids that were going through that and being picked on and the teachers even saw my books getting that and said oh stop that <laughs> they left you know because they it, it, to them they, they knew I was different and they thought it would be a way to you know straighten me out I guess is quote unquote um and so today, now they're going backwards in Florida by saying to the to the teacher, "Okay, don't entertain their families. Don't entertain, you know." They're trying to say it's talk about sex. It has nothing to do with sex. It's, you know, you're you're you, when I, you're not talking about heterosexual sex either. You know, right. it's just families. Families are composed of different people. You may have two dads, two moms, a mom and a dad, a mom, a grandma, an uncle. You know aunt you may have children have different families and to to just pick on one kind of family and say you know what i can't talk you can't talk about that family Uh, don't say it don't talk about gay families i just feel that's going to be very very hurtful and very uh, dangerous for children don't you agree i totally agree and i also had this conversation yesterday with a group of, of friends that we all need to be more active. So it's easy for you and I to sit here and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing is to, again, take action, doing that kind thing, getting active at our, at our city council meetings. You know what? How many people will... We can solve all the world's problems you know, across, the, across the table. And then all of a sudden nothing's changed because we didn't really take it to the next level and you know be kind to our communities it's one thing to be kind to ourselves to be kind to our neighbor now let's take it up a notch and be kind to our communities Mm -hmm. and actually take an active role so not only volunteering with the community but actually having a voice bingo yeah and being able to carry that kindness conversation how can we expect our political leaders to have a conversation when we're we don't even do it yes that's 
exactly and 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 empathy you know yeah i i, I keep saying that word and it uh, you know it it it, it, it I think if you were going to bolster kindness, I would take it to the next level and say empathy. Kindness is, like I said to you before, has many different levels. You can say, yeah. have a nice day. That's kind. Or how's your mom doing? I hope she feels better. I heard she was sick. Oh, that was nice. But understanding the plight of people that are different from you and saying, uh, I, I feel you. I, I, I hear you. I see you. You're recognized. You're valid validate them that's yeah. powerful stuff yeah validation's huge and children need that huge you know if they're different they want to be validated they don't want to be treated like some freak you know they, they want to be accepted as a regular student like everybody else right and that's why this this law kind of hits me very negatively it hits me I'm thinking about those poor kids and thinking, you know, what what are they going to be thinking, you know, when they go to school now, you know? Well, and the other program, too, I should mention, because I just got involved in it, is the Big Brother Big Sister program. Yeah. Is to mentor those kids. Even yeah. though I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm probably old enough to be a big sister to her mom, but I have a 13-year-old little sister now that I'm a mentor to. You know, we hang out, you know, we, we can talk, she can confide in me. And that's a huge organization that really embraces all kids right. and kids need us right. you know even just to even twice a month I, I mean how hard is it to mentor a child mm-hmm. I would have loved you know to grow up in, in, a, in a time where when I went through what I did I had a mentor um, I had a, a safe space I had a place to go to um um, know that I wasn't like this freak, like, you know, and that was a big part of my childhood. Just this fear, this uh, you know, being treated differently in, in, in a negative way, um, verbally, physically. I mean, just kids were just horrible to me, and I think um, those mentors, like you said, those safe spaces, those. Mm-hmm. Uh, other kids that are like them mm-hmm. being able to be in a, in a place where they can talk about those things and feel feel recognized i think that's really 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 important really important really important yeah. no child in this country and if i were if i could wave a magic wand and say you know and have my way no child in this country would feel uh, degraded or treated less Right. Than, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and think about how many adults. I mean, we're the baby boomer generation. I mean, everybody should have a child in their life, really. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the very best things that I've ever done uh-huh. is to mentor a child. Uh-huh. And it's such a small commitment. And it, it doesn't have to be that group. It could be something else. But the, my point is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to reinvent a corporation or a nonprofit or, you know, get so deep into thinking, how are we going to make a difference? Well, pfft. Talk to your friends. Pick up the phone book. Google it. I, you know, is, there, is there even phone books anywhere? I don't even know. But, you know. I don't know. <laughs> pick up no the phone clue. book. But, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of organizations to tap into where we can make a difference. Um, you know, there are many poor and disenfranchised people trying to leave their countries and have a better life in mm-hmm. America. Um, we see what's going on, for example, in the Ukraine right now. Um, Poland... For example, the Polish people are being amazing. I mean, they're taking in, each family is taking in Ukrainians into their home because their their, their cities are being devastated. Their people are lying in the street, you know, family members are dead. Um, It's just just horrible. I mean, it's something I can't even comprehend in my brain. Um, uh, uh, Can you explain... Uh, how important that is to understand the plight of these people and what kindness, how kindness down the road can start spreading more. Do you know what I'm saying? Kind, you know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 so it's so overwhelming and so devastating. But I think one of the things maybe to, to have that shift of perception of living in scarcity and living in abundance, living in fear and living in 
you know, a, a world of possibility. Right. Oftentimes we have the refugees that are, are fleeing their countries are some of the most hard workers, uh, educated, kind, oh, yeah. giving. They have so much to offer. Right. And that's that living in that possibility realm. Right, right, right. And I don't think people that... I think I would love to see more people take that kindness mentality uh-huh. of, wow, what an opportunity to open my home, to open my doors, to be able to share my... Um, what, what I have, even yeah. the smallest amount helps right, 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 right. as opposed to living in scarcity and fear. I think again, again, kind of goes back to that conversation of we're rewarded yeah. with what it, when we're responsible. Right. There was a truck. I mean, I, I'm sure you've watched the news on a regular basis. Uh, there was a truck full of, um, it was like a um, tractor trailer truck uh, full of uh Refugees that, were, that they were paying these coyotes to get them across the border because because of the old uh, the last administration there was a stay at remain in Mexico thing and uh, the world recognizes asylum if you are if you are seeking asylum in uh, in the next country you, the law says you have every right to apply. And if you have a valid reason to fear for your life or your family's life, you have every every right to do that. But there was they they did away with that in the last administration. So all these people were stuck in Mexico, uh, living in the street, uh, have no place to live, you know. And so they were paying these coyotes to get them across the border without being detected. Well, they found this. Did you hear about this? Yeah. This truck. How many people were dead in that truck? There was no ventilation. Little children, uh, people just trying to get a better, seek a better life for their family, so they wouldn't uh, lose their family members. It's heart wrenching. It, it was so awful. I, I thought about that, and I said, if we just had a little more kindness in this country, the people could look at them as humans rather than their brown people from down there. I think we'd have a better country. Yeah. Well, and like you said, sometimes the word kindness for people it doesn't really, um, it's not at the solid, again, it's going back to that scarcity thinking. If you're going to think scarce, like, oh, well, I don't have enough for my family. We don't have enough here. It's like, well, look Compared at the abundance. Yes. Look at the abundance. My husband likes to think of America as a teenager. Or you know, some people have said, it's like, we're like toddlers compressed to the rest of the world. You look at Europe and people taking them in and, and how they're growing abundantly. You know, their their economies are booming. or And here we are thinking, oh, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Well, you get what you focus on. Oh, my God, we do have enough. And, you know, it's we funny. have if you, so if you much. you look at the gas prices in the United States compared to everywhere in the world. They're like $5 a liter. A liter. I was just in Norway. It was insane. We don't know how good we have it here. And to blame, like, for example, they, oh, President Biden, you know, look what he's doing. If, if he had a magic wand, do you think he would... I mean, this is a capitalist country. You can't, you can't force a, uh, an oil company to say, you know what, lower the prices, uh, otherwise we'll do this to... They can't do that. There's no power in the government to do that. That's why we live in a capitalist. We don't live in a communist nation. If we did, yeah. a communist nation could say, okay, lower all the food prices, lower the gas prices, lower, but we don't, we live in a free country. So the point I'm trying to make is be happy for what you got. And if you can help somebody that's less uh, uh, fortunate than you are, do it, do it. You know, stop complaining and do it. Do something about it. Help people. Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. Um, Anyway, so um, I um, just want to say this is actually come to the end of the show. Isn't this amazing? It went went by so so fast. Doesn't it go fast? Goes so fast. Especially when I when you have a person that you admire so much. you know, I'm I'm in the Lisa Met Wally fan club, by the way. Oh well, I'm holding up a mirror because that's you. I mean, you are kindness. And you are just you exude yeah. joy and compassion oh, and well, care. Thank you so much. You just you know, I, I I look at you and I say, if everybody in the world had one tenth of the kindness that you have, we'd be in a really great world right now. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm telling you the truth. 
but yeah my heart's full thank yeah, you yeah, yeah you bet and um i want to uh, i want to wish that this book was mandatory in all schools so that children who feel alienated could hear this message of kindness and learn to embrace difference if you are a parent a teacher or anyone interested in how you can contribute to making the world a kinder place you can contact lisa at lisa at q kindness Dot com. Is that right, Lisa? Did I get it right? Yeah, that was the name of the restaurant. I just kept the email. Okay, so I'll repeat it so in case the listeners missed uh, <laughs> what I said at the first time. Lisa, L-I-S-A, at Q, the capital letter Q, kindness.com. And better yet, the website kindnesstravels.com has everything they could possibly need. Yeah, and we're going to put that those links in... Um, right beside your your podcast yeah. so that when people after they listen to the podcast they could go on and and click and 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 access all the information yeah but anyway i just want to thank lisa uh for sharing her time on the downright upright show you you are great uh amazing guest very informative uh, i hope mm-hmm. that everybody out there um looks for your book for their children or even for themselves you know so thank you again well, it was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And maybe we could do this again in the future because, you know, uh, I had so much fun having you here. Yeah, we could tell about all the stories that happened because people listened to, your, to the show. I hope it, I really, if we touch one person, I think we did a good job. That's my goal. Yeah, me too. Anyway, the, this is Philip Anthony wishing everyone a great day. And thank you for listening to the Downright Upright Show. Have a wonderful day.